Hello, this is Ken Ferry with this week's Boots in the Field report. Rack up another great week to be a corner of bean plant growing in Illinois. This may go down as the smoothest pollinating window I've seen in my career. Many, many fields indicate full pollination but the tip in three days or less. This is going to be a big help in keeping those tip kernels. I just looked at the 10-day forecast here for Hayworth, basically in the mid to low 80s uh, during the day with the nighttime temperatures in the low 60s, the mid to low 60s. Maybe some rain this weekend, see how that thing goes. The further we get away from pollination without stress, the more we lock this yield down. It's starting to get exciting. I'm sure glad you guys got this crop sold when the price was high. In the field this week, we continue to see the uh, gray leaf uh, on the march. Some fields are blowing by thresholds at an alarming rate. Others are slower to get it or uh, even find it at all. In general, though, this will go down as a big gray leaf year for the state of Illinois. I personally have not seen any northern leaf blight. had one report out of Tazewell County, and we're getting some reports coming from up north uh, of northern leaf blight. Haven't seen any here in the local area as of yet. I am, though, impressed with the amount of scouting going on out there with our growers and the fact that they all know they're susceptible hybrids, high-risk areas. So that is, that's a neat thing to see. Some of the guys are having trouble finding much gray leaf in their, in their fields. This can be due to a lot of things from rotation to hybrid selection. But it, getting different calls, and you know, when we get the call and the guy's almost disappointed that he can't find gray leaf, talking with a couple growers and well we go to the coffee shop and at the coffee shop they're saying that every field is blowing out and we're gonna have to spray everything but the pest team on your farm is not able to find that kind of pressure the question is should we spray because they're finding it at the coffee shop <laughs> I don't recommend spraying by the coffee shops uh, scouting method that's why you have a pest team go by what you find in the field don't forget, though, to hold those leaves up to the sunlight when you're looking for lesions. Sometimes they can hide if you don't. Most important, though, is to come back. Remember, this population is going to double on a three to five day basis. So as the pressure moves, uh, you need to be back in there. Don't make your decision today, and that's the decision for the rest of the season. And if you get back there three to five days later, and you can't really tell or you have to convince yourself that it might be getting worse, then it's probably not. It'll be very noticeable as you move back into those fields on a three to five day window. Drop a pin so you know you're close to the same area that helps you revisit it. I'd recommend taking some pictures to help document what you're seeing from week to week, looking at ear leaves and above. Some of the fields this week, we found the area the size of a quarter infected on one leaf uh, right there at the ear zone. We didn't have to look any further. When you walk into those fields that are blowing out and you see that there's more than a quarter uh, space or that would fill a quarter on one leaf, you're done scouting. Move on to the next field, call that one in. And there's fields out there like that. And they didn't get there overnight. They've been on a rapid buildup. Uh, again, as you think about when we double that pressure every three days, it's moving along at a pretty good clip. I am seeing more brown spot in the corn this year than I've seen in a while. Uh, this mainly comes in the areas where we received the heavier rains when this corn was smaller and we had those whirls full with water. Sometimes you can see it in the irrigated fields. I'll have Zach post a picture of what it looks like. Uh, most of this brown spot is below the ear zone, 
so it won't show up in your thresholds when you're doing your uh, uh, checking out there or your scouting. But if you do have a field that's on the bubble, you're not sure whether you should pull the trigger or not, and the brown spot is present at the bottom of the plant on a number of plants, I probably would pull the trigger and treat it uh, because this is going to lead to stalk rut down the road. And with brown spot, you're going to get very brittle nodes that will snap off uh, even before this plant gets to black layer. So kind of keep an eye on that. It's by hybrid and definitely uh, areas that receive the heavier amounts of rain. Look at those pictures and you'll, you'll recognize it when you see it out in the field. It, it's banded across the whole leaf because that fungus started in the whirl of the corn plant. This week, for the first time, we found adult uh, winged corn aphids in three different fields. Uh, no colonies yet, just the adults looking around for a place to set up shop. If you see this out there in the field and you're thinking about throwing in a fungicide, I would treat uh, for that aphid as well so we aren't back there trying to clean up these colonies from zapping those upper leaves. Again, not widespread, only on three fields. Expected it before now. And it, and it is uh, starting to show up in different fields. The Japanese beetle continues to be a thorn in my side. Uh, we are still spraying late pollinating corn for silk clipping. And more and more fields are hitting that 25% defoliation issue in the soybeans. And we're having to treat uh, more soybeans than I thought. I underestimated this critter uh, and didn't expect this much trouble. Based on the last few years, it's kind of been tapering off on this side of the front where most of it is again Scott County, Quincy, um, Quad Cities that way but it uh, tends to hang on and it's uh, uh, something to make sure you're paying attention to out there. This week we evaluated uh, at a closer level some of the causes for late or slow growing corn plants and actually we've done it in a couple of fields now but <clears throat> we're looking at you know what's the cause for some of these uh, plants that are behind. In the El uh, Melvin area, one of the customers knocked down some corn for me and, and dug a hole with a backhoe. Now that's getting serious. But what, what we're finding is an amazing correlation to the as-applied downforce map from the corn planter and the uneven corn. You guys know as you look at your as-applied downforce map, it shows every wheel track that's in that field. If you shot across that field at an angle with the sprayer, that map picks it up because the planter finds it and tries to in, you know, kick up the downforce in those wheel tracks. So as a planter reacts to that firmer soil and applies more downforce to keep the planter in, um, we're out there looking. And in some cases, the seeds are still shallow. We didn't react quick enough. And in other cases, you can see the extra downforce it took to keep the planter in the ground is causing some sidewall issues and some crown root growth issues out there. Now don't get me wrong, this technology is fantastic in keeping the planter in the ground and keeping us out of trouble. But what is interesting though is it is also telling us which tracks are out there and which ones are giving us the most trouble. Some cases it's a fertilizer applicator, in other places it's your leveling pass or your sprayers. Interesting enough, in most cases, the farmers are admitting to pushing conditions once they uh, see the wheel tracks show up. Now we can actually record which tracks are out there and go behind it and follow up on it. So it gives you a little more confidence in your ability to decide when is the right time to go to the field. Sometimes the right time is now because of the calendar, but we're starting to be able to track some of it. And uh, give you some insight on why you see some inconsistencies in some of the issues out there. 
before we either had way too much down pressure on the whole field or not enough on the whole field and now of course we can change it as we go across we're still running about 30 percent ahead on gdus compared to the 11 year average uh, and that's moving everything along including the bugs i'm finding the presence of western bean cutworm both in moth and eggs out there in the field so don't forget to watch for this guy as you're doing your scouting typically he's on the top side of the leaf Remember, those eggs look different than corn borer. They'll almost be purple when they're ready to hatch. So I'll be looking for the, the western bean cutworm eggs and larva. The window is kind of tight to control them, so uh, you don't want to let them get to the ear before you spray because we've got to stop them there. They'll do a lot of damage. We are continuing to see evidence of rootworm on traded corn, uh, rootworm damage. Um, this week, we're starting to see rootworm and grape collapses out in the bean fields. And these are gravid beetles as well. Those of you interested in putting out some traps in the bean fields to take a look at what you have for both grape collapses and rootworm out in the bean fields themselves, we'll have some traps uh, available for the field day next week that you can take home with you as long as you share your results with us itself. The crew is busy getting ready for the crop tech field day next week as well as the corn bean college the following week. The site looks great, the forecast looks great, and we really have a good sign-up so far. Still not too late to sign up uh, if, you're, if you're coming. I'd appreciate you do that sooner than later so we have enough food uh, that we can feed everybody. It's got the makings of a great learning experience as well as some networking with the uh, fellow farmers. Remember that we're going to do, like we do every year, we do the round-robin crop report. That's We're going to try to do that at 8.15, so if you want to... Um, get a handle on what the crop report is around the Midwest as well as here in the state. Try to be here by 8.15 uh, and um, listen to the guys' reports from uh, all over as far as what we have for crop. For the people coming to the Corn Farm Journal Corn Soybean College on July 24th, 25th, the college campus is really looking good. Um, we've moved Corn College back a week last year to get to a point where the corn was further along in development to show some of the things that we needed to show. And that, along with the fact that we're 30% ahead in heat units or GDUs, is really working in our favor. It's going to be uh, really nice displays that we can work with during the event itself. The list of attendees is strong and growing every day, so we expect it too to be a great event. Don't forget, if there are any ag students out there interested in attending the Corn Soybean College, uh, we have a scholarship set up for one student to attend um, free. So check out our Twitter and Facebook for that application. To stay up to date, check out our website at croptechinc.com and subscribe to our podcast, Boots in the Field Report. Keep her safe, keep her moving.